to Altitude Adjustment, the weekly podcast about people, politics, and professions. I want to thank you for joining me. It's Sunday, uh, 2 p.m., October the 25th, and this is a special edition. We're talking to Ellen Merriweather. Ellen, Ellen is someone that I met um, a while back, about three years ago, and she is in uh, car sales in St. Louis. And she has a definitely an interesting story to tell, and that's coming right up. Welcome to Altitude, Altitude. Adjustment. So, thank you for joining me, Ellen. Hi, Leon. How are you? I'm You're doing welcome. Fine. Um, so, you go by Mary. Thanks for having me. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, so just a moment ago, um, Ellen was sharing a video from the first, uh, interview that her and I did together. Um, Warren has a, a podcast called City Jazz Sessions and it, and I was the interviewer for that and, and, uh, Ellen was a guest and she played, uh, part of that interview. Uh, it was, it was quite hilarious. But uh, um, so I've we've 2017 2017 and we've um, we, you know, became uh, Facebook friends and I've kind of followed your career since then. And uh, I, I wanted to bring you on because there was a couple of things that I wanted to cover. So first, I, I want to make um, it known that uh, Ellen is only going to be here for a half hour. Uh, she has uh, an engagement after after this, so um, I'm not going to be able to cover everything that I wanted to cover today, and maybe uh, I can talk her into coming back and covering all those other things uh, in the future. Yeah, we can do that. Excellent. We can do that. Mm -hmm. So um, you go by Mary the Car Sales Lady. Yes. Can you tell me how that came Mary about? Mary the Car Sales Lady. Well, Mary the Car Sales Lady, I'll have to say that I've been in sales for about maybe 28 years. However, I was kind of pushed into car sales um, in 2014. And on the first 30 days of selling cars, I sold 43 cars in the first month. So the community actually kind of named me Mary the Car Sales Lady. So I took that and ran with it. Okay. Okay. Um, so now you've had a pretty uh, busy career. So just in the three years that I have been following you on Facebook, uh, you have, so at the time that, that we met back in August, you yeah. were going to, I think, Marty Kinsellas, was it? Oh, that's where I am now. Oh, that's where Marty you are now? Uh, what, it, it was a- uh, Probably- On Lindbergh. On Lindbergh. On Lindbergh. Yeah. Cross on Page, it was on Page just past Ashby. Because you had just gotten a, a large uh, contract with them to sell sell cars for them. Hmm. Let's see. I've represented Hollywood, Rock Road, Cross Keys, Jim Trenary, Antonio's Auto Sales, Paul Ceramy. Was it Paul Ceramy? It was probably Paul Ceramy. That sounds like familiar. 2017, yeah, Paul Ceramy. Okay, so you, you had just... They're on New House Ferry. They had both locations. Okay, okay. Um, so yeah, I, I got confused myself, yeah. Um, so what has the car sales industry been like for you um, in St. Louis? Because have you done most of your work here in St. Louis? Uh, oh my God, yes. Yes, I've had I've had so many offers outside of St. Louis though, and I still get those offers today. I get a ton of offers through LinkedIn to um, leave St. Louis and come do what I do for their dealership. Um, <clears throat> car sales for me, um, first it was really fun, you know, um, just getting out there and, and accommodating the community and helping them and educating them at the same time about credit and rebuilding or building and maintaining credit and making an affordable investment when you purchase a vehicle. It was fun at first, 
but it hasn't been easy. It got it got pretty rough because, like I said, I've I've represented eight to nine different places in a matter of six years, and that's pretty excessive. But being a, a young black woman in the industry, it, they just they didn't make it easy for me. You know, some of the locations were really good to me, but most of them were not good to me. Although I produced numbers and made them a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I pretty much um, kind of went into corporate when I was 23, 24. So I've always been like this little women's advocate, right? Fighter for women, especially in the workplace, because there are so many do's and don'ts. And um, my mom said when I was a baby, my mouth, you know, I would speak up all the time. And I don't think a lot of the places, the car lots that I work for and dealerships, some people in some higher positions didn't like that. Okay. So, okay. Versus letting me go, you know, if I felt any type of form of intimidation or humiliation, uh, I would pretty much leave and, and let them see how my fans and followers will follow me to my next destination. So, so now you, have you've always been a used car salesperson or have you sold new cars or is there a difference? Do you do both? <laughs> There's a huge difference, and today I do both. I've sold both new and used now. Actually, started selling new cars in 2017 when I started at Paul Cerami because they had two locations, and they had new cars at both locations as well as used cars. But when I hit the business in 2014, initially, I've always sold used cars. So um, there's a huge difference with used cars. You don't have to get certified or have to go through all this excessive training that you have to do when you sell a new product. You have to get familiar with the product and you have to go through a lot of excessive training and test when you're selling a new car. As far as the income and what you get paid as well, you get paid more on a used unit versus selling a new unit. You make your money on the newer units by how many units you move because you get the big bonuses um, with your commissions as well as the end of the year and you earn these rewarding points that are worth so much money too as well so it's a huge difference so the, and if the, you ask me i prefer to sell, sell just the used cars so the but i know i'm sorry go ahead. no go ahead mm -mm. well i know the the i have to continue to sell to sell new cars because a lot of our consumers are um have gotten bad deals in the past so they're buried in some of their cars. And the only way to get out of some of those bad loans is to get into a new loan. Yeah, you'll bring on more debt, but at the same time, you won't pay triple the price of that loan that you're locked into right now. I've gotten so many horror stories with so many customers just, just stuck in these um, bad loans, all because they needed a car and I understand that but at the same time when you purchase a vehicle financing you have to look at that as an investment and you have to be prepared um, financially to take on that extra day okay so uh, uh, that also brings up another question for me but I'm gonna go back to the first question I wanted to ask um, when you talk about the testing and certification are those state requirements or is that uh, at the particular dealership that you're in Based on the dealership that you represent, like where I am at Marty Concila, I actually have to get certification Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, four different brands. So there's a ton of testing that I'm doing right now in training. I get so overwhelmed that I have to take a break from it for a day or two because I'm also consumed doing so many other things. But you have to get certification and if you don't get the certification and you keep selling like me i walk walk through the door selling two or three new new units as soon as i hit there so if you don't have the certification it doesn't count because when you hit so many units you bonus and then you get the extra two thousand or the extra three thousand and then you earn this many points at the same time so and then it just accumulates you know so okay there's a lot of people um where i'm at about four of them in six figures you know that since they've started working there yearly they're six figures and that's where i need to be okay uh, so I, I i guess i'm just um i'm i'm struggling a little bit to understand when you go through the testing and the certification is that a requirement 
by the state of the state of Missouri, by the car dealership, or by the auto manufacturers? By the auto manufacturers. So in order to sell their cars, and uh, in order to sell, to be certified. they want their certification that that mm -hmm. you understand how to sell their cars. Exactly. Okay, yeah. and so and so the uh, the dealer, the dealerships work with the auto manufacturers to ensure yeah, they have an agreement agreement based on how many units they push out so they too get a bonus based on how many units are pushed out just like the banks we work with based on how many deals we close per month the uppers get bonuses based on how many deals not alone just their set salary they get a bonus on top of a bonus okay okay and and one of the things that um, I have noticed in a couple of videos was that you talked about uh, the team of people that you work with. So so that team of people is that somebody that you um, that moves with you from dealership to dealership, or do you constantly rebuild your team as you as you move from different dealerships? Basically, the team that I work with is a personal team. It's a small team that refers me business. At the same time, depending on which dealership I represent, they may have a team already lined up for me. Mm -hmm. Like at Cerami, they built a team for me. At Marty Casilla, they have a team for me. No other place that I can think of right now really had a team for me besides those two dealerships. Okay. Everybody else besides Concourse who allowed me to do what I wanted to do. And that's how I sold the most cars and really burned it myself in Maplewood. Everybody else pretty much wanted me to be their little robot or scapegoat. And I'm not good at doing that at all or being that at all. Okay. And, and uh, I, I do want to get further into understanding um, the challenges that you face as a woman in the car sales industry, and then as a black woman in the car sales industry. Um, yeah. And, and part of the reason that, so let me introduce you first to uh, my other, one of my co-hosts, uh, Warren, you know, he's not here right now. And uh, this Hi. is Leonard. Leonard, this is Hello. Ellen, Ellen Merriweather. Hi, Leonard, how are you? All right, madam, how you doing? Pretty good in you, thank you. Yes, I'm. I'm sorry, I'm late, but That's some things okay. got changed on me here at home, so <laughs> I was able to catch the last couple minutes of you. That's and so I'm interested in the hearing. <laughs> I, I'm interested in hearing what you have to say about your experiences. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, nice meeting you, Leonard, and thanks for joining us. Nice <laughs> meeting you. Uh, it's Mary. I, Mary I forgot your first name. Ellen. It's Mary. Oh, it's, it's Mary? Mary Ellen, Mary Ellen Merriweather. Mary Ellen Merriweather. Mary Ellen Merriweather. That's Mary the car sales. That's why I couldn't get the right. Mary the car sales. <laughs> I didn't know if Mary yeah. was a, a modification of Merriweather. Um, but yeah. it is, that's your first name. Mary, but you, Mary Ellen Merriweather. But you, All right. so All like right. on your, on your Facebook page, you just use Ellen Merriweather. You don't, well, that's another whole topic. I was hacked. Someone befriended me, got really close here in St. Louis, got hold to my phone, changed my information in Facebook, pretended to be me for about three weeks, and had to send Facebook all this information, proving it's, I am who I am. And it was initially Mary Merriweather, but she, that lady messed that up. So ah. another, whole, another whole topic where people just want to just really you don't really want to be me and engage in what I engage in. You don't want the stress, you know, you don't want the way I be feeling sometimes. Fair I know enough. I make it look easy, but it's not really easy. So yeah, those are other topics that need to be addressed because yeah. Okay. I feel so, like my life has been a lifetime story really. Well, of course. And, and I wanted to cover that, but you know, we're on a, we're on a, a shortened schedule because you're only going to be here for 30 minutes. So, um, but I can still up. hang out, you know, I can keep hanging out on here. So you want to go past the 30 minutes? Well, I want to keep them engaged. 
though, maybe we can set up the next one. Oh, okay. So and we can come back. my hair be done. You know, I got all the stuff I got to do today. <laughs> okay. Short Fair notice enough. when you spend so let me jump 65 into... hours at the dealership every single week. Uh, Understood. So let me jump into um, one of the main reasons why I um, wanted to have you on. Um, I do think that you're an interesting person, um, and, and I think that you have a lot of information that, that uh, is going to be able to help, uh, you know, other people. Mm-hmm. But one of the posts that you made on your Facebook account, and this is what it, how it read, the guys are going to push me back into radio. I'm speaking out. Why are men in radio afraid to give me a radio interview? I will wait. If I know you or do not know you and have reached out for a radio interview, what's the issue? I am going to remove and block you all. Don't take it personal. It's just business. I keep it's pushing. I'm not giving up no poo nanny. Don't care who you are. Wow, I remember that post. So that got me. I don't remember, remember how long it's been since I made that status, but I do clearly remember it. And okay. it took me a while to even speak on that because selling all these cars, um, TV and radio found me. So when these opportunities came about, it seemed as if they wanted me to do other things for them to make things happen for me. And I'm just not the type to do that. So it was clearly, it was clear to me that that's what it was. So I was just keep it pushing. And when I say that I have reached out to so many people in St. Louis that have radio platforms or podcast platforms, and they were owned by males here, no one wanted to give me an interview. No one wanted to give me an interview. And when I say I don't typically reach out and ask a man for anything because I reach out to my man above, which is my Holy Father. I've reached out to probably any and everybody that I know here in St. Louis. And I meant what I said. I don't care if I went to school with them, work with them, or knew them personally. If you did not give me the opportunity to share my story, and I know it's a story that must be told, then the hell with you. And that's how I honestly feel. It took me, I held that in for over a year because I feel like I've helped so many people and I've opened so many doors and I share my platforms. So I would see them always engaging on my Facebook posts, but never giving me the opportunity that I gave them. And I, and I, and I, I understood at some point what it really was because I have a lot of information and I didn't know, I'm like, if you give me the interview, you'll get my followers, you'll get my viewers. I mean, what is it really? So it all kind of started making sense to me. Even some of the bigger names here, celebrities, local celebrities, celebrities that, that are from here, I knew what it was, but I never went there. I just kept it pushing. I did. Business was always business for me, no matter how personal they end up trying to make it be. I called onto it really quick and I would just shut it down. Just give me what I asked for. I'm just trying to share my story. I'm just trying to let the community know, especially women, especially buyers out there buying cars. There's so much that you need to know before you walk into a dealership and a woman that's working at a dealership because it hasn't been easy for me. When I tell you today, I am overwhelmed and exhausted with selling cars, but the community won't let me quit. They constantly call me for vehicles. So it's like, they're like, but you're a married car sales lady. But it, it hasn't been easy being married to car sales lady. So, um, so one of the questions that jumped out at me was, um, did anyone uh, overtly or implicitly um, try to trade uh, sexual favors for exposure? I would say, I would have to say, yeah, because they whispered in my ear and said it. Yes. And, they, and, and these were, and, and I'm not asking names, 
but these were noted local celebrity here personalities yeah. that that propositioned you yeah mm -hmm. and you feel that that uh, that you're not the only person uh, the you only woman that has one. encountered this i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure i'm not the only one because i see a lot on social media i'm very active on social media and i see a lot but you're, you'll never get me to take my clothes off for you for for no type of exposure Every gift that I have, God has instilled in me, I'm used, I'm utilizing right now. I've been utilizing. So if, if I have to take my clothes off to get to get your approval, then I don't need the approval. It won't happen. Okay. Um so so you but you haven't talked to any women who uh, first off, uh how how many women do you know in car sales or used car sales here in St. Louis besides yourself? Personally, mm -hmm. personally, maybe three, three. That's been, that's been in the game for a while. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so women that come in to do used car sales or do car sales, and I'm, I'm just going to generalize and say car sales. I realize that, that there's new car sales and used car sales and that they're distinct entities and yet they're kind of blended. Um, but so, so when the women come in, are they, are they given a more difficult time to meet goals and objectives? Are, are they given enough support? Are they kind of left to fend for themselves? It really depends. And I say that honestly because it depends on your color. Okay. I've worked with plenty of women of a different race in car sales, new and used. Excuse me, my smoothie king is here. Okay. And I've seen the favoritism of the other the other race, you know, being a Caucasian woman and being a black woman. I've actually spoken with Deanna Flowers on a couple of occasions personally about her, her years in car sales. And I practically cried when I spoke with her, sharing some of my experiences in this field. Um, because she too, along when she was younger, she's been in the game, I think 27 years, she said, um, experienced the same exact things that I went through. You know, so yeah, I see the difference. And some are some of the car sales ladies that I know, they're fresh and new to it, but they've already did some some very degrading things, you know, with management that, that I'm very aware of. And the owners know that I'm aware of it. I've, I've addressed them about it personally because I typically always have the owner's cell phone numbers. So I let them know it's reasons why I leave different places. And I just don't get fired. I mean, if I no longer feel comfortable, I'll just walk away. And if, I, if I'm not comfortable in the environment I am because I know what's going on around me, I too then walk away. So I recently walked away because some of the management, they are sleeping with, with the car sales ladies of a different color, different race. So, so I never have done it in my entire career, never. I'm sorry. I've been Oh. I've never done it in my entire career. I've never done it in anyone. Did, did you have a question, and, Leonard? Uh, Leonard? Leonard? Oh, what did you say, Leon? Did you have a question? I saw you I saw you nodding yeah. when she mentioned um, the, the lady earlier. I didn't know if you had... Uh, yeah, I did. I, I, was, I was just listening to what she was saying. And you're the first time I ever heard about women in the car sales industry really and what you <laughs> had to go lot. through and i am wow uh well my first question would be and i might have missed it and leon asked asked you uh about it because i i was uh you see i was five or ten minutes late mm -hmm. what was how many years have you been doing i've been doing this i've been in the business six years i had to take a break mm -hmm. Um, I, I did have to take a break about mm -hmm. 
maybe four years into the business, I had to take a break because a lot of dealerships, there's huge dealerships, there's small dealerships, there's car lots, you know, so mm -hmm. with car sales, you're doing, you're making commissions. And again, being a woman in the field and a black woman in the field, they may feel like, oh, she can't keep up with her commission or how many units she sold. And once, um, one of the owners started dipping into my commissions, even though he had plenty of millions and millions. Then I uh, reached out to EEOC to make a call and shut the dealership down. And from there, I went into like a, um, I guess I went through my storm, my breakdown, um, because at that time, I think I was making about seven or eight grand a month. And um, it just, went away and during the last days of that we i filmed it and put it on youtube letting the community see how i was being treated at the at the right. lot as they emptied and closed the doors on us and it just hasn't been easy so when they started messing with my money you know i went through that that breakdown and then through the midst of me going through my storm people would still call me for cars so i was just like sending the business out to north county um to pretty much accommodate the customers and still get a broker check at the same time. But mm -hmm. God just kept telling me, you know, just go back into the car business, you know, and I went back into the car business and I'm, I'm happy I am, but I already, I'm already overwhelmed with. Oh, okay. So you're leading into my second question for you. Um, and if I'm hearing you correctly, God has kept you in the car business. Because I was about to ask you, what keeps you there? What God. keeps you pulling? What keeps you going? God, he keeps, it's like, I have to be there no matter how much I say. You know, he's like, you can do TV, you can do radio, and you can do cars. You can do all this at the same time. When my passion and focus was really just doing pursuing television and radio again to help others to, prom to promote their product and advertise their product but cars are, is a product that's always going to be wanted and needed and so, he, he keeps me right there so he's so opening doors talk to me about about your television show um what what exactly is your show what, what is it the focus of your show and and okay and, Go ahead. The Marketing with Mary TV. It's the Marketing with Mary TV show. It's currently in pre-production. We've aired seven times on KPL or Channel 11. That's Channel CW 11. Um, it aired 4.30 a.m. to 5 a.m. The, sh the show actually came out of my um, radio show. I did two radio contracts called Marketing with Mary show. So while I would be on radio, I was like, you know, I can see this being a television show because it was a two-hour show on radio. I booked four entrepreneurs per segment. And the first entrepreneur, uh, 30 minutes, then I will introduce that entrepreneur to the second entrepreneur in the first hour and then pull the third one on in the fourth. And then we will close off the show after two hours. Sometimes I will stay on for three hours because we would be having so much fun. But the, the, the desire to connect all of those entrepreneurs I felt was needed because in the car sales business, I sold so many entrepreneurs vehicles and they needed it for their business. So it's like, I knew I had to push and I give up no matter if I had to work them for money. You know, if they didn't pull off that day, I made sure they pulled off a week or two weeks or three weeks or before that approval was up, I worked them because I knew how important it was to, to start building or rebuilding their credit as well as investing in the um, units to use for their business. So when I did that, I didn't know that that was, I'm like, like myself, I'm commissions only. There are, there's this many entrepreneurs in St. Louis. So when I realized that I no longer really needed to go to the store, you know, or a mall to get what I needed, I saved more money, invested in my entrepreneurs. They all have provided with this type of product, this service. They have absolutely everything I needed. When I say I am surrounded by entrepreneurs every day, all day, because I love their product and services and if it was heartwarming just to connect everyone with everyone and just to look back and watch them all still work together, collab together, still support one another, I feel like I'm serving my purpose, you know? So 
that's how the show came about, the TV show. I brought it onto television. Okay, so the show. I mean, actually, Channel 11, Karen Bain, they found me and reached out to me on LinkedIn. You know, so it's like everybody keeps finding me. And I keep asking God, you know, what, what exactly am I supposed to just be doing? Am I supposed to be doing cars, TV show, and radio? Or am I just supposed to be focused on TV or just focused on cars? So right now I'm kind of overwhelmed with a lot because the dealership too wants me to do a lot of advertising for them. And I'm focused on, again, still working with entrepreneurs and writing skits, still building my show. So the, the television the show, show is about highlighting, yes. it's about highlighting entrepreneurs in the local market. They could be, um, um, they could be, um, their product, their business, music, their musicians, they musician, comedian, yeah, they could comedian, be uh, bakers, or, bake, you know, open a bakery shop or so yeah. it's anybody that has a business that is looking to connect with other just advertising. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the show is about advertising and promoting local businesses. Well, most importantly, connecting them. Connection and collaboration is everything. And just, they always will connect. So this is where they, they share client base. They share notes. They, they, they always brought their business cards and flyers. So during my show, everybody that was there got each other's business card or flyer. And then you go to social media, we all connect on social media and you start seeing them engaged and supporting. Okay. So, and then, so they, they support each other by, uh, you know, if I need this particular goods and services of someone else, um, then, then I can, I know what business I can contact get to get. Okay. Yeah. Pretty. Yes. When I say I see so much on social media, as soon as somebody say, I need this, I know, who to, I know who to refer them to like instantly because I've dealt with that many entrepreneurs and very familiar with their products and services. Okay. So I just refer business. So we've, we've actually passed the two thirty mark, uh, passed the, the 30 minute yeah. mark. So I didn't know if you wanted oh. to take off or you wanted to stay. I can say a little, maybe five more minutes okay. and then we can talk about what the next show is going to be about. Uh, okay. We, so we don't know that part yet, do we? Huh? We don't know what the next show is going to be about. Yet, well, now, when you say, when you mean next show, what do you mean? The next time that when you I come? Return. Oh, to talk time. to us. Okay. Um, well, um, so for, so for me, one of the things that I wanted to, to talk about, and I think we've actually kind of covered that is, um, you've gotten into, you know, car sales and you've done some other kind of marketing. And so marketing seems to be, um, a field that you gravitate towards, um, and you yeah. do well, do well. In, it does, okay. it does seem like, it seemed like I was always growing other big businesses and I'm like, I can use my skills to help support my people and support smaller businesses. So let me market, market their products and services. And I also made it extremely affordable because I love to do it and it's fun. So one, one thing that, um, used car salespeople have, um, a repre, repre, um, what is the term? Reputation. 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 Mm -hmm. um, that, uh, that a lot of people or that advertisers, believe it or not, mostly advertisers denigrate, um, used car salespeople. And there's a lot of TV shows that, you know, that the, the used car salesperson is a uh, shady. And one of the things that you talked about earlier was that people are in bad deals yeah, and getting out of bad deals. So they, they got into a bad deal by dealing with another used car salesperson. How do you manage that? I think that how did I manage not being the one that they looked at as a shady used car salesperson? Is that the question? Absolutely. Well, that is, okay. is how do you manage that? So when people come to you, well, do they, I know do they have the fact, expectation that you are going to be shady? That is true. That's how they look at pretty much all sales guys. So how, That's do, true. how do you manage to uh, disarm that person and make sure that, you know, that when they walk away from you, 
that they know that they got the best deal that they could have gotten? Well, I think the first I'm always just friendly and upfront with them and honest at the beginning. And I let them know that I'm there to service them and their needs because I probe and I do ask the right questions, which will let them know that I, that I care about what they're looking for. A lot of times consumers, when they hit the car lot, they're, they really can't afford the nicest car that they go up to. No, yes, I can afford it payment wise because they know how much money they bring in, but banks look at certain things in order to approve you for a vehicle and to determine if you can afford the vehicle because they look at debt ratio on your credit report and, and other factors play a major part. But I'm just pretty much honest with them. I answer all of their questions, address all of their needs, and I'm honest when, when, I, when I answer the questions. I'm very honest. I'm not the typical sales guy or sales lady um, because in this business, you they do want you to pretty much verbatim say what they say. When you go behind the door, approval finance, they want you to come out and say what they told you, exactly what to say verbatim. And I've, I've personally been told, I know you didn't go out there. No, I didn't because I'm such an honest person. I can't look my customer in the face and tell them some latent lie just, just to earn their business. <clears throat> and it happens all the time. I have worked with so many salespeople, um, especially the real smaller car lots where you're all right there together. Um, so many salespeople that are just trained, it just, just sounds like a, a sound on radio that just repeat over and over and over. And they tell the same, every customer that sounds like blatant lie. And that's another reason that I walk away too, because I'm like, I can't take this in. You know, I'm, I'm an honest salesperson and I'm surrounded by sales guys or young kids that are new to the game because they can be coached to say exactly what he said when you go out there and say this to this customer and say exactly the way I told you to say it. That's how they talk to you too. Tell them exactly the way I told you to say it when you go out there. They like to hire the younger um individuals and, and train them and teach them but I'm older you know and even though I'm a woman in the business I've been in corporate so I've always been around males and males being dominant so I stand up to them you know per se my mouth I think my mouth gets me in trouble the most at uh, most of these car lots dealerships so my mouth. so um or what comes out of it sure you you've been in the business for a while and uh i'm you know you part of being in any industry is that you pick up skills of intuition uh someone mm -hmm. comes in uh you have an idea whether they're going to be a sale or not you have an idea of what kind of price range they're going to be what kind of car they want to have and so someone comes in and um they want a particular car and you think that there may be some challenges to them being able to, to purchase that car, uh, that they may be able to afford the down payment and, and pass the credit check, but six months down the road or a year down the road or five years down the road, because uh, car loans are like house loans now, they're, they're, they stretch out over yeah. forever. Um, that they may have some difficulty uh, sustaining this loan. How, how do you, how do you as a salesperson manage, you know, do you, do you just step back and say, I have to let that customer make that decision on their own? Or, you know, do I have a responsibility to uh, tell this uh, customer, this car may become more than you anticipate? Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like I have a responsibility to tell them because I pretty much at the beginning probe and ask um, them what style of car they want, what you're making model, what price range. From there, I go to their income and then I go to their credit. Now, credit is everything. So I've gotten all the key questions answered up front. Once I get to the credit and if the credit is not so good, that's where everything is going to fall. Because if you don't have the correct amount of cash and I've already asked you how much you're investing when you hit the lot, how much do you have to invest down today on the vehicle that you want? And you tell me honestly how much you really have. Then I know when I get to the credit question, because most of the salespeople just up front and say, how's your credit? That's 
probably not the first question you want to ask the customer because um, there's so many other factors that, that's important. So how about you? I ask those questions first and then I address their credit. And once I get to their credit question, that's another thing um, in the business. Once I get to their credit question, that will determine if, if I know if they're able to get realistically the car that they initially said at the beginning of the conversation or if I need to be really educating them and opening them up to why they can't get that car and what car they should be looking at or what type of cars they should be looking at and I've done that on many occasions many occasions many occasions and typically all of my most of my deals always work out because like you said six months three months four or five years Typically, um, if I don't close them that day, they're normally closed within that, that 30 days. Within 30 days. And once I close them, I tell them, we see where their credit is, we look at the score, and I tell them realistically when I think they should come back and see me to talk about refinancing, whether it's a year, year and a half, two years. But I don't just let them take the high interest because they needed the vehicle and it's the vehicle they wanted and they accepted the payment. I don't just let them take that and just walk away. I leave them with some type of knowledge. Now today, I also give them three booklets. Um, booklets on credit repair, consumer rights and disputes, and vehicle financing. That's great. Each individual that I meet with now, I leave that them with those booklets, some knowledge. So, what advice or what counseling or what encouragement would you offer to someone to to look at um, and evaluate about themselves before purchasing a vehicle? Okay, I would first ask them to look at their stability. Stability is how long you've been on your job. If you've been hopping from job to job, banks look at that as you're being non-stable. So stability is everything, as well as your income. Most banks want to see you. I know you hear the commercials, but most banks want you to make at least 2000 1600 to eighteen to 2000 a month, realistically, to qualify for a basic um, car loan, not a charger hemi challenger type but just a basic car and a basic car is normally a newer car with low miles you know like this is 2020 we're getting ready to hit 221 so the banks are wanting want are going to want you to finance something like a 2017 18 19 and a 20. now we're going to hit 21 they're going to want you to finance like an 18 1920 so they like newer cars a lot of people look at older cars thinking because they're cheaper but it's hard to get finance. A lot of times customers are on the wrong unit. So you just have to educate the customer on pretty much everything. Okay. Did I answer that question? I You answered it the way you answered it. I just, so, <laughs> um, so my thought is, you, you know, you've got. Um, and they have to look at it as an investment. A lot of people just That's the question. That's what I'm talking about. So like, you yeah. know, I, I, I want to go out and buy a car. And I understand that. Right. Huh. You know, I understand that they just need a car. I, too, was once in that situation. And I think that really pushed me into the car sales business. My sister, Vanessa, she's Vanessa Goins on Facebook. But me and her both heard the commercial on TV, $100 down, or was it $99? It was one or the other. But we both heard those commercials. We both ran out and bought vehicles. Both of our vehicles had issues. This company was Car Hop. They were known as their finance company was UAC, but they're like bankrupt now. So they're no longer in existence, but they put those on our credit reports, those bad loans, bad cars, warranties that they didn't honor. And we got them off our credit reports, um, me and her. But at the same time, I think that's what really pushed me into, because I said that sales guy knew he sold us bad products. We both went at the same time. And again, that commercial, we fell for it and we ran in there and got a bad loan because we needed a car. So a lot of people are in that position. They have to know that it's an investment. You have to save, you have to know it's, you, you have to know it's just not just buying a car. It's not just buying a pair of tennis shoes. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole investment and it's not yours until you pay it off from the bank. So you have to consider that and look at that because at any time you can go through what I went through, which is I paid my car off, but I put my car up for collateral. I called her my Mary mobile and she was an 08. But when I lost her, I'm like, well, first thing I did say was, well, it's a 2008, you know, it's an old car. And 
I'll just get something newer and better. So now I just got the 2018. So back in May. So it's a matter of just knowing, you know, what you can afford and what you can't afford. So how has COVID-19? And if you know you got, and if you know you got credit issues, please, please don't come through the door knowing you want that nice car and you say $500 down. I'm going to waste everybody's time. I'm going to be so disappointed. It's just a lack of knowledge. Just why I just love to meet with my people, even if I don't earn their business and get them approved that day. I leave them with enough knowledge so that they can potentially get approved when they do come back. I'll say follow the steps. So how has COVID-19 impacted uh, the used car market as, as far as you know, what you've experienced? That's a good question. I didn't have any issues. Um, I actually jumped back in the car business. I think it was April. I know the actual date, April the 14th. So, and COVID hit of what around May? No, it had already hit, right? Yeah. COVID. Well, it kind of, it kind of, um, March, oh. March, more March, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So around April 14th is when I start to hit the business again at a smaller car lot. Um, and I didn't have any issues. I sold, I think, 19 and a half cars that for that month and about 12 the next month. So I had two pretty good months, and then I walked away from there. Okay. So it didn't, it didn't affect me at all. I did see it affect a lot of other car salesmen's um, sales, but I'm very, very active on social media. So I just market and promote myself every day. So one of the, one of the things that... Um, I noticed, uh, you know, during the conversation, so like in, in most industries, um, you build up relationships and that's kind of help, what helps get you through the tough times at work. Mm -hmm. um, um, do you get to build up those kinds of relationships? Uh, you know, having, you know, been through, I think, I think you said six, six nine. lots in, in a, a couple of years. Nine, nine. Nine different lives. Nine lives. Nine. Yeah. How, do you get to build up those relationships or are you just? I'm, I, I started off that way, but um, now today I'm pretty much a loner when I'm, when I'm at work, I'm pretty much to myself. A lot of people do gravitate towards me, but I'm pretty, I'm very cordial, but I'm pretty short. Um, I think it comes from a lot of being just used and abused in the business and not wanting to get too close to other salespeople, which is literally your competition, no matter what type of team you got, we're all there to sell cars and, and build wealth for our families. So I pretty much, um, I think it's all the using and abusing and the misusing of my brand at certain places where I've kind of just kind of backed away and kind of just let everybody else have relationships with everybody else and I just kind of be in my own little world, doing my own little thing. Any, and I think I have to be that way. I have so, to be that way. So you still with me, Leonard? Yes, I am. All right. I think he was I'm just listening. Huh? I'm just listening to the story. And okay, I just want to make sure. It's opening my eyes. I thought, he, I thought he took a nap. No, 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 no. We no. I was listening to you. I was just sitting here listening. Yeah, he's he's good. So, uh, I want you to Google me too. Okay. Google. So should I Google Mary the car sales lady or Mary Mary Weather? Google Mary the car sales lady. I have almost four million views right now. Mary the car sales. Lady. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mary the car sales lady. Okay. Mary the car sales lady. Yes. I just don't sell cars. I care. Very good. Okay. See, that's a that's a good marketing slogan. I don't just sell you cars. I care. <laughs> that's my slogan. <laughs> Leon, okay. you have some visuals okay. next time to show us. Won't you, Leon? Okay. I'm sorry, what? You'll have some visuals next time to show. My logo. Yeah, I was gonna clip. I wanted to I wanted to this time, I wanted to um uh, show some clips from your show and I kind of waited till the last minute. <laughs> Uh, we, we did a show yesterday, and so that that uh, you know prep time is everything. <laughs> um, so it, it almost totally it you know prepping for a, a show even 
for a one hour show is uh, can be a monster. They don't. It they can don't be understand. a monster. Yeah. 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 So do you have they a team on your? Do you have a team on your show? that help you uh, with your prep or are you doing most I of it yourself? Huge, huge, I had a huge team, but now it's just me and my son. Mm -hmm. I actually haven't had time to meet with other people because I took this big position at Marty Conceiva and I've been consumed with training, selling new, new cars, selling used cars, doing advertising. So, so now, um, so you, you, does your testing and your test results and certifications, does that transfer to different car lots so like if you get certified with chevy um mm -hmm. and then you go to another car lot that sells chevys i, I mean i you know if they sell subarus that that's not gonna matter but if they sell chevys is that that right. certification you're, transfer you're good okay yeah because you're because yeah you'll have your certifications you're already chevy certified and, and how long does that certification last that's a good question. I've never been certified. I just keep selling the new cars. So I'm going through training now. Okay. Even when I was at Sarami selling new Kias and Fords, I still never finished the training. I was just selling the cars. Okay. Okay. So I kind of went into this one saying, I'm just going to get all the training out the way, but I'll walk right through the door selling used and new vehicles. So my guess is um, you are comfortable that being a used car salesman is a worthwhile um, career move. Would you would it's, you say it's yes? It's very worthwhile. So yes. what advice would you provide a, an up-and-coming uh, superstar salesperson uh, about getting <laughs> into the industry? Well, I will let them know that I am here to let them know if they have any, if they want any help. Actually, I get so many offers still from so many different dealerships here so if they want to know who's hiring they can reach out to me i can let them know what places they can reach out to you know probably they can land a position and i can help them from afar you know and help them build a career in car sales because it's definitely a, a great career to be in so, so I, during covid during covid during covid for two and a half months i made like twenty one thousand dollars in two two and a half months during covid i had no problem selling the cars so so, so you can make six figures if you just focus and, mm -hmm. and just sell all the cars. So, so part Easily. of part of what you've had to do is learn to be um, to not necessarily depend on uh, relationships in your workplace. So I'm guessing that's one of the criteria that you're going to share with you know somebody who's potentially interested in becoming a car salesperson is that you know be prepared to not necessarily have these long-lasting um, co-worker relationships. Yeah, relationships, because you're just there, you know, they just want you to make them their money, for real. You know what I'm saying? And at any point, you know, it's, I don't want to never have to feel like, oh my God, I have to get along with my new car manager or my used car manager to determine my income. So I think that's important for them to know before they take any type of position like this. Got to stay in control. Okay, so um, with all the love that the used uh, the sales the used car industry is giving you, um, what would you say would be the biggest heartbreaks uh, being a, a used car salesperson? The biggest heartbreaks is when they steal your commission. That'll be the biggest heartbreak because you've done all the work for nothing. So now, how does this steal your commission happen? Well, basically, you get your commissions once a month, and, and, it, and anything can happen within a month. You know, you may have a falling out um, with your used car manager, or you just may walk away, and you, you're just waiting on that date to come. And then when that date comes, they tell you, oh, you didn't sell enough vehicles to have a commission. It happens all the time in the car business. Hmm. Okay. All the time. So, so the commission, so you you don't sell you don't sign a contract when you go to um a lot to be to sell used cars or new cars you just uh you know you you walk in you, you tell them i'm i'm the greatest thing since sliced bread i'll sell every car on this lot <laughs> and and yeah. they go and they go yeah you can't say that. huh 
You can say that. You can say that, I guess. Like I said, I've represented so many in a, a lot of the smaller car lots. I have a lot of, they'll hire any, they'll just hire them in and just hope they can sell a car. So, yeah. so now you sell, you sell a car. Um, and so you get, you go through, you sign the paperwork. Um, does the dealership then note that they owe you commission if this sale goes through? Yeah, we get what we call a washout sheet. And based on if you get your commission twice a, twice a month or once a month, a lot of dealerships are now leaning towards once a month commissions versus twice a month. So now you just get twice a month draw and one commission check. And your, when you get your commission check, your draw that you've gotten for the month, those two comes out of your commission. So in reality, you're always just paying yourself when you're selling cars. If you don't sell enough cars, dealerships will let you go because you'll be put in the hole. Okay. Put yourself in the hole. So, nah. go ahead. No, go ahead. I heard you before you were talking and you were saying, like, when you were talking about the dealership stealing your commissions, they require you to sell so many cars before you even get, get a commission or is it just a flat commission rate each car you sell, you get paid. There is a each location does require a goal. They set a goal for you monthly. Each dealership, each dealership or car lot has an expectation of how many cars you need to sell per month. And then they also have a percentage of what you will make off each unit that you sell. And those vary. You may get 20%, 25, 30, or 35% commission off the gross of the unit. So, as well as that monthly goal that they set for you. Okay. So I'm, I'm thinking now, uh, just my way of thought. So you tell me how far I am off base. Okay. Uh, they expect you to sell so many cars. And it depends on what we would call foot traffic. How many customers come in to talk to you about buying cars or whatever. Now, if there's not a lot of foot traffic, <laughs> and all the salespeople can't don't sell this amount the dealership made. Basically, who gets blamed for that? Is that oh yeah, well we're not going to take any effort against you or any punishment against you because we just didn't have a lot of people come into the dealership, or are you the salesperson responsible for trying to bring in people to this dealership? That's a really good question. And me personally will have to say, um, I would actually have to blame it on both because being a salesperson and selling cars, you do have to create your own business, your own repeats, your own referrals. And at the same time, the dealership too has a budget of advertising dollars. So they need to be putting their advertising dollars in the right places where traffic is coming through their door because here in St. Louis, there's so many, much competition. You have to give them a reason, reason to come directly through your door. And if you're not advertising and putting those dollars in the right areas, then you're going to have no traffic. So you're not going to blame moi, the salesperson, because I'm always doing my part and I'm not doing right. anything differently that I haven't done. So if you have salespeople there that's not active on social media, then talk to them about doing that. Have a meeting, share that and share some ideas about that. But in any case, also, the dealer, the business themselves have a budget monthly, quarterly budget, whatever they want to call it. You know where you're putting your dollars. You may need to rearrange some things and try some different strategies because what you're doing currently apparently is not working. So I would definitely blame first the dealership. If I wasn't doing my part, I blame myself. But I have to blame them. And if there are other salespeople that are not engaged in social media and there's so many that are not, I would have to blame them as well because you should be creating your own wealth. Okay. Now, when it comes to that, in your experience, have the dealerships usually taken out that in that situation, take action against the salesperson, such as getting rid of them, saying that you didn't sell enough cars, even though there's hardly any foot traffic coming through the location. Yeah, it's happening all the time. Yep. All the time. 
very revolving door with car sales. I've seen so many go in and out. Just like I moved and grooved around. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it a lot of times. So that some, just can't. some are some some places don't advertise. Some advertise, you know, the right way. Some advertise the wrong way. And it's just a matter of and then again, me being a young black woman in the field, <clears throat> I have plenty of suggestions, but they're not always listening to me. You know what I'm saying? So right. I just keep quiet. I just keep quiet and just mm -hmm. do what I do. So, so I've got one final example. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, we, we reached our time limit. They'll figure it out. Okay, well, it's been so much fun. <laughs> I have thoroughly enjoyed you. We will talk about possibly bringing you back. I do appreciate okay. uh, you taking the time to talk to us today, and I do feel like we've learned Absolutely. something. You are welcome. Thanks, Leon. Thanks, Leonard. Thank you, car sales lady. Forget <laughs> to Google me, Mary the car sales lady. I just don't Mary see the no car cars. sales lady. Very good. So you gave me my next internet search. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> we will be back next week. I want to thank everybody for joining us and uh, make sure you, you uh, like, share, and um, watch the video um, where you can. That concludes this episode of Altitude Adjustment. And thank you for listening. This podcast is streamed live on YouTube and Twitch.tv and is designed for listener interaction. Visit the website the lion's den stl.wixsite.com forward slash home to join the discussion the audio version of altitude adjustment is available where you get your podcasts including stitcher.com the itunes store and the google play music store to name a few remember that the internet is powered by your likes shares and comments so please like share and comment on this and other episodes of altitude adjustment because it matters and as always Look out for the other guy, because they may not be looking out for you.